Welcome to the Gill Athletics Connections podcast, the number one track coach focused podcast in the world. From time to time, we like to bring you rebroadcasted value added podcast episodes, some little bonus material, if you will, in between our awesome interviews from coaches around the world. This is just great friends of ours, the Athletics LLC, hosted by Marissa Chu, featuring Mouse Holloway, Chris Huffins, and Charles Ryan. This is a great gang. They operate on YouTube on Friday nights. You got to go be subscribed. We're so blessed that they would let us give you the audio version. So without further ado, Athletics LLC. Athletics LLC. I was trying to make that into the Warriors come out and play, but that didn't work <laughs> at, all. <laughs> at all. I tried. E for effort on that one. Need to buy steam. Clean. I know, right? Anyhow, welcome, welcome, welcome to another fun episode of Athletics LLC, everyone. Heidi Ho. Uh, Clyde, how are you today? I'm going to guess you work at San Jose State. I mean, you're just all geared up. I like it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm geared up. I'm still in the office, as I as I imagine most of our colleagues are. It, it, it's industry Christmas. It's signing day. So we all I still mean, at work. You're right. I like that. Industry Christmas. We should get that legally changed. I mean, seriously. Uh, sir Lucius, yes. your NLIs are done, sir. We, we, we've cut off your NLIs. You can stop checking your email. <laughs> uh, I mean, for those of you who know me and know me well, my NLIs never get cut Never off. stop. I, it could be literally July 2nd. Exactly. <laughs> it's, a ever, it's a never-ending process. And so, yes, I will be checking my phone periodically. <laughs> that man will sign a 26 foot long jumper to the lint in his pocket so for sure if that's what it takes that's what it takes <laughs> lamar hood celebrity huffington oh my goodness hello sir you're so hey extra. i got i got a shout out to my mans i bought i bought some hood celebrity gear literally out the back of a vehicle in new orleans so i gotta shout out my guy I love it. So, you know, we, we could act surprised, but none of us are. So, <laughs> listen, y'all know what it is. <laughs> yes, we do. What it is, what it do. Anyhow, well, if you weren't ready for some seriously entertaining entertainment, here we go. And just to make sure that Clyde is uh, nice and comfy in his seat and feeling all natural, let's just loft this college football chaos right back into his lap oh yeah y'all must have missed me or something so <laughs> you know I, I i took a little hiatus and the chaos has not stopped it, it's it's the greatest season for chaos ever i'm having a ball with it but the shenanigans the uh the just inconceivable just joke that is the these official rankings i it, it it listen it it's offensive at this point not offensive of who's ranked where it's offensive that they are insulting everybody's intelligence like we don't understand that there is a very conceived game being played here so i have it right here george is at one okay fine whatever cool Alabama's at two, lost to Texas A&M. Oregon's at three after being 
moved down and down and down after winning. Now, all of a sudden, they're up at three, which I find interesting. May, may, may I make a point to that comment before you go further? Sir. Okay. That, that's, un, that's an unfair comment because it's two different polls. Oh, of course. Uh, of course. And, and yes, okay. of course. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to focus on we're in the time of the year now where the only poll that actually matters is the CFP because that's who decides who goes where, right? Exactly. So, so Oregon's at three. Ohio State magically is at four. And of course, Cincinnati at nine and oh is still getting hosed at five. So listen, if it was ever unclear before in all my years of rants and raves and whatever, like this year with all things that have happened already, the fact that Cincinnati is sitting at number five is a loud flashing red light foghorn that they don't want you. They're just not that into you. They don't want to see you in the show because clearly mm-hmm. Cincinnati belongs above Ohio State, above Oregon, and I'd argue above Alabama based on what has happened this year. Cincinnati didn't go out and lose to Texas A&M, okay? So, I, don't think, I don't think Cincinnati can beat Texas A&M. So well, and, and, and that's fine. Stop it. Yo, whatever. <laughs> but you know, the, the disrespect is hilarious. Oklahoma, who I'm not a huge fan of, is 9-0 and and sitting at number eight behind Michigan and Michigan State at 8-1. and So the, the committee loves the Big Ten. The committee always loves the SEC. And because they have no choice otherwise, they will tolerate the Pac-12 having a team in versus Cincinnati having a, getting in. That's all this is. This is politics 101. This is a money grab at its finest. And it's offensive because they think we can't see it. So I will continue to root for chaos, meaning Alabama and Georgia find their way to the SEC championship game and Alabama loses again to Georgia would be the best thing to happen for chaos because even at two losses, they're going to put them in anyway. (laughs) You know they will. At one loss, both teams are getting in. So it's really only two spots because the SEC is going to get guaranteed two. Wow. Oregon will most likely lose again because it's the Pac-12 and nobody runs these kind of tables. Ohio State, who knows? Like, you know, Ohio State hasn't been overly impressive at all. Who knows? But, you know, I hope Oklahoma runs the table and is sitting there at 12-0 and 0 or whatever they do these days. But Cincinnati's not getting in, folks. I don't care what happens. Somehow, some way. Cincinnati's going to land at five. And no matter how many teams lose, somehow they're going to land at five. You're terrible. I mean, okay. <laughs> so, I yeah, you are. You are. Because as we discussed last week, as I said to you a million times before, there's no little man behind the curtain. No, you know, it's making, 10 men behind the curtain. There's <laughs> nobody. Behind the curtain. And every now and then a woman. The, 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 the cowardly lion, Dorothy and Tortoto. There's none of that going on here. Okay. At the end of the day. Okay. So let's, let's look at this. Okay. Cincinnati absolutely has a path to get in. But what Cincinnati has to stop doing is playing garbage against garbage teams. Okay. We have to have some quality wins. As I said last week, if we'll look at the parameters set forth by the committee on how they rank teams, nothing that's going on here surprises anybody. 
This is not a conspiracy theory. It's not a money grab. End of the day, it is what it is. Okay, so Wait, what's the path that Cincinnati has to get in? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain it to you. Okay, because okay, so first of all, this theory that Alabama gets in with two 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 losses is absolutely laughable. It's not going to happen. If Georgia beats Alabama, they're done. There's no way they're getting in. No, they're done. Okay. Second of all, Ohio State still has to play Michigan. They still have to play Michigan State. And so if Ohio State gets the two losses, they're done. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, right? I, I, and, and so the same thing with Michigan and Michigan State who are behind Cincinnati. Okay. Because the Big Ten, they don't know who's the best team in Michigan in the Big Ten right now. Okay. So there's definitely a path for Cincinnati to get there. But Cincinnati has to at some point in time help themselves because clearly, as we talked about last week, the issue Cincinnati has is they are in a league that they have no respect for and they keep playing down to their competition. You know, we know that there's, there's something called here, you know, let's be flashy. Let's put up 50 points, hold your opponents to about 15 or 20 and we're good. But when you go in and you, who they play Tulane last week and Tulane has the ball. Oh, Tulsa, if I'm not mistaken. It's, it's, there you go. Okay. So they're playing Tulsa. Tulsa has the ball with less than a minute to go with a chance to tie the game on Cincinnati's home field. Yeah, they had that, a few starters on offense out of the game. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 because see, so in your absence, your man Lamar Hoodie said that Cincinnati is as good as Ohio State or any other team at the first two positions. So if they had a couple of starters out in there that good, it shouldn't have had a problem against was it Tulane or Tulsa? Which one was it again? Tulsa. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to hear you say that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if Cincinnati would help themselves and beat these people like they are the fifth ranked team in the country and stop reading their own press clippings and stop reading their own hype, they do have a chance to get in. But absolutely, there's no way a two-loss Alabama or a two-loss Ohio State, okay, it's not going to happen. And Oklahoma has the same issue. If Oklahoma, like this haven't been as they would like to say, haven't been very sexy. If Oklahoma starts playing great football and they're in undefeated, then they're going to get in as well. Because so wait, they have wait. some quality wins that they're going to come up here with. Wait a minute. I, and I don't want to stomp on Lucia, uh, Lamar's time here, but I got to understand clearly what you're saying. You said Cincinnati has a path to get in. I, yeah. I wholeheartedly reject that because for them to get in, Others have to do things. They can't just I, win. And you said win. that. That's their path. Okay, okay, here's well, that's the not their path. That's someone else's okay, path. But, 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 they, but again, there is a way for them to get in. Maybe it's not a path as you, as you we're going to pick, pick in words here. But at the end of the day, okay, all right, there's a very good chance that Georgia beats Alabama. The very good chance that happens. Okay. Sure. Georgia beats Alabama. There's a very good chance Ohio State might lose two or three games this year. Okay. Yeah. All, all I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this. You said was Oregon could lose another game because it's the Pac-12. So if all of those schools have two or three losses, Cincinnati has a chance. So this is this is so why I, it's ridiculous. Can I jump in there? Two or three no, no, losses. No, okay, I just say that. Can I jump in there? If they Go all ahead. have two losses, since you want to be yeah, that again. Two losses, Cincinnati gets in. They're not going to put a two-loss Ohio State or Alabama or Oregon. In front of Cincinnati, it's not good. No, okay. okay. So I, I want to start right there. <laughs> Thank so, you. I, I want to start right there. You start wherever you want. And I'm saying, yeah. like, I tell you like this: if 
they put a two-loss Alabama or anybody else in a, 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 over undefeated Cincinnati, I will buy you guys dinner anywhere you want to go in the world. Because I, 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 I don't necessarily disagree with you about, <laughs> about the two losses. But here is, here is my point about the shenanigans of this poll, okay? Cincinnati is undefeated and currently fifth. My issue with this system is this. I look at this poll and I know not only does Cincinnati not control their own destiny, but they have issues above and below them. So we won't even talk about the teams above them. Like that, that's not relevant because it will solve itself to your point. If Alabama beats Georgia, we, both, we, we all know they're both getting in. If Georgia beats Alabama, I agree with you. They will take the two loss Alabama and take them out of the top four. So if you're not a top four, that's, that's not the issue. But this is my issue. I can see a very legitimate way that if, that if Cincinnati wins the rest of their games, they could still get passed by Michigan, who's at six, Michigan State, who's at seven, Oklahoma for damn sure, who's undefeated and at eight. Let's be truly foul and petty and be honest. Notre Dame, who they beat at nine. Not going to happen. Oklahoma. No way. See, let, let, look, let me, let me, let me, let me finish my, my, let me finish laying my whole thing out. I'll tell you why I say that. Oklahoma State at 10, not Texas A&M at 11, and even Wake Forest at 12. And here's why. You're drunk. No, I'm not What's drunk. What's the game you failed to take your medication? Okay, listen okay, to me. Okay, I'm listening to you. I'm going I'm to listen to you. For Notre Dame to win out, that means that they got to run through the rest of their schedule and win the ACC championship, right? They've, that for sure is going to rank them above Cincinnati. If they finish the season with a one loss in their ACC champion, I'll bet. Look, I'll bet you dinner anywhere. Okay. If and Notre Dame, if Notre Dame wins out, because I'm gonna make sure I'm good and hungry. Because he just not. I, I'm fair. I, I, I like that. For the same reason that Oregon is ranked above Ohio State right now, they will not put them in over undefeated Cincinnati team because Cincinnati beat them. Remember, I told you that, and they have done it before. No, they, they have not. one. Yes, they have done that before. They have not they have put taken a, 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 a second. A one loss team has not gone in over somebody that they got beat by. So, so, so that absolutely has happened. So when, when? That's happened with Ohio you're State. Still, you, know, you, know, you know, I'm old. I, you know, my memory's getting bad. So help me. <laughs> That's happened with Ohio State. What? Do you not remember the year that, that, that Oklahoma beat Ohio State and Baker planted the flag? Do you not remember that game? Because Ohio well, State absolutely second. Oklahoma was undefeated that year and didn't get in and Ohio State did. Oklahoma had the same number of losses at the end of hold the year. Hold on a second. One. That's, that's not one. Second. That's not the same scenario. An undefeated Cincinnati team will not get left out over a one-loss Notre Dame team that they beat. Do okay, not so is a parameters I, of the conversation. The bet has already been made. A weak attempt good. to be right, my friend. I, I don't think it's a weak attempt at all. I also well, don't think it's going to happen. Like, I, I don't think Notre Dame is going to be undefeated. But my point is, the fact that I can well, legitimately look at this poll, I can legitimately look at this poll, and I know that if Michigan runs the table and has one loss, they will definitely pass Cincinnati. If Michigan State runs the table, runs out, and they have one loss, they will definitely pass Cincinnati. If Oklahoma run, runs the table and they have no losses, I, mean, I don't think any of us is going to argue that one, right? No, Notre Dame, we've already discussed. For Oklahoma State to run the table, that means they got to beat Oklahoma, right? They're only going to have one loss, and they would be Big 12 champions. Texas A&M is done. 
But then you got Wake Forest, who was all the way down at 12. But if they run the table and win the ACC championship, especially if they beat Notre Dame to do so, okay. I'm just telling you, like, this is my issue. My issue is this. The undefeated Cincinnati, without question, does not, does not control their own destiny, and I think that's wrong. That's okay. the only. That's my only it, issue. See, see, so wait, wait, wait. As, as I tried to explain last week, okay, this this is not the man behind the curtain. Okay, they play in what's the name of their conference? Cincinnati. See, yes. Yeah, see, they're, nobody, just, they're in the conference they, USA, right? Doesn't just flow off your. You don't know. That, you don't even know what conference they're in. It was a question. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But I don't. I don't, I don't that's think it's my point. And that's and that's the and that's the relevance of the situation because the, the committee has no respect for the conference they play in. Oh wait, time and, out. And let me finish because see, you guys want to jump on this soapbox of being undefeated. No. Nope. Being undefeated does not guarantee you a spot in these playoffs, and in my opinion, it shouldn't. Okay? You've never heard it me say that, sir. Right. And so and when Cincinnati beat somebody and don't tell me Notre Dame because nobody on this panel thinks Notre Dame is that good. What's the word you use for them, Hoodie? Oh, no, they're, they're for sure Fugazi. I, I, is I'm that a, I'm, so, without so, uh, so other than Other than Notre Dame, who oh have they played? The president, uh, the, the guy that's the head of the committee said that on national TV last of, week. Of course, of course he said that because that's what he gets paid he, to say. He, no, because, no, he does not get paid to say that. See? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He doesn't get paid. You, you have you have position. you go with the conspiracy stuff. You have positioned yourself of being the defender of the committee at this moment. At this moment. So I don't fully agree with with the deep end that Lamar dove off of, but <laughs> most of it. Oh, he's drowning. But most of it, he's dead right about. Sir, wait a minute. You can't, and I say you, when I say you, I'm talking to you as a representative of the community. Mm -hmm. You can't have it both ways, because let's be real. Whether we believe, whether we believe in Notre Dame or not, it has been established law that the committee believes and stretches for Notre Dame. They do it every year. So the committee believes in Notre Dame. And I'm sorry, if Notre Dame is representing the ACC, last I checked, Clemson's dead. So why is the ACC so much better than whatever conference Cincinnati plays in? Hell, why is the Big 12 so much better than whatever conference Cincinnati plays in? The Big 12 is trash. Who's good? I mean, let's, let's just be honest. The, the ACC is hot ass garbage right now. And so, okay, hold on a second. And so is what, I'm going to ask you this again. What conference does Cincinnati play in? And Chief, you better not tell them. They're in Conference oh. USA, are they not? I said Conference no, USA. No, they're not. Oh, no, I'm sorry, they're, they're in the American. The they're in the American. They're in the AAC. AAC. But that's my point. You guys don't even know what conference they're in. I don't but care. Hold on, hold on, I'm talking about football. But you want, okay. If you believe that the conference that Cincinnati is in is as good as the SEC, the Big 12, or the ACC, you're drunk. The conference really? they play in is terrible. Here, here's what I will I will answer the indirect question that you asked because my answer has never changed forever. I don't care that the committee believes conference the, that the Power Five conferences are oh so much better. Every conference is basically the same. You have one or two really good teams, a bunch of trash at the bottom, 
and a few average teams in the middle. That is true of the SEC, the Pac-12, the ACC, and whatever else. And in every given any given year, whoever the hot team is, Alabama aside, because Alabama's always good, right? That's the way it is. So what I'm saying to you is the committee clearly by these rankings is telling you that we value the power five, period, and we have created space to reserve a spot for the Big Ten champion. Right now, we favor Ohio State, but it could be Michigan and it could be Michigan State. Either way, we're setting that up. It's going to be one of them three, and they're going to get in. And they have set the table for Oklahoma. Oklahoma, you're below the Big Ten because we know the Big 12 is trash right now, but you're undefeated. So as long as you keep winning because you're a P5, you're going to hop over the undefeated Cincinnati, and you will not convince me in 2021 that the AAC and the Big 12 are a huge difference. Texas is trash. Texas uh, (laughs) – Oklahoma State's trash. Like, they're all trash. Texas Tech is good. Baylor's good. Some of that. Oklahoma State's good. I will, I will go to my grave with this one, that you guys are delusional if y'all think those are the conversations that are happening in, in these rooms. No, I've never, no, I'm not saying yeah. that. What I'm saying is this, the conversations, no, You're the conversations that are having in the room. Is sitting in the room and saying, we're setting this up to happen. That's what sir, you just said. What, though, the conversation that's happening in the room is simple. What's going to make the most money on television? Cincinnati's no. not good for TV, so we're going to no. make sure that other not, people are on TV. I've been saying that forever. In that room. It's not. I've been saying that forever. They did it to yeah. Boise. Well, see, see, okay, so, so let, 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 let me expose your argument a little bit. See, I've talked to people who sit in the room. That's cool. Yeah, right? And so I am a little privy to some of the conversations that happen. Right? Subtle flex alert. All, all, all right. of this. I'm just trying to educate y'all a little that, bit. That's signing day flex. That's what that is. Oh, that's, wow. That's signing day flex. Right <laughs> that's signing day flex. <laughs> See, that was unfair, Clyde. That was unfair. <laughs> so all I'm saying mm-hmm. to you is this. Making me choke over here. <clears throat> so all I'm saying to you is this is that I understand where you could come up with that theory, but it's wrong. Okay. If you look at the parameters that they've put out publicly of what they look for and what Wait, they're trying to There's nothing clear about the parameters. Are okay, you okay. No, 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 no. They're clear if you want them to be clear. But oh, you don't okay. want them to be okay? So, so, wait, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is it, is it the four best teams? Okay, okay. Is it the four, the four best teams? Four best teams based on their parameters and opinions. Which are what? I'm not, I don't have them in front of me. But you, you know, but, in the room. You talk to the people in the room. Okay, okay. So look, there, based on strength of schedule, based based on you know what what the, what do they call you know what the, you know I, I want to just call it sexy, right? Performance matters. Yeah. So Be, beating teams that you're supposed to beat, right, by a large margin. You know the the playing quality opponents. Those things are in that equation. Okay, but, but see, this is day, at the end of the day. Okay. If you have an undefeated Cincinnati and an undefeated Ohio State, Ohio State's always going to win that battle because yep. they play in the Big Ten. So you look, you are right. Cincinnati is punished because of their schedule. Nobody, and I'm not debating that, but I'm not telling you I agree that they shouldn't be punished because they play the weak sisters of the poor every weekend. But w- stop that. Wait a minute. 
Because well, they, they play who will play them, and I said 85%, that last week. They play they who will play them. Them. Wait a minute. 85% of all conference schedules are dictated by the conference that you're in. The exactly. choices that they make, Cincinnati chose to go out there and not play the Sisters of the Poor to play Notre Dame. That's one game. Uh, doesn't matter. That's who, all does. who would schedule them. That's what that, I said last week. That's all anybody schedules. Are you okay. – I, guys, I, Alabama I, I, plays the Sisters of the Poor every year three, four times a year. Guys, on that point, my point to you guys is, is that look at the, the, the total body of work. Their and total the body ask, of work is not as You guys want to hang your hat on the fact that they're undefeated. Wait a minute. Okay? Who has Alabama beat? Who's uh, Alabama beat this year that's any good? Good question. So, I'll I, I, I tell you what. So... I'm going to put that same dinner on the fact that you line Alabama and Cincinnati up on neutral field and they curb stop Cincinnati. Maybe. They know maybe too. That's what everybody said. That's what everybody said about Boise State and Oklahoma with Adrian Peterson. What happened? Well, see, here's the thing. I am never going to a, a, a ball game where one team is the underdog and comes in, the other team don't give a crap. I don't want to talk about that. You put in a championship. No, seriously, because it happens all the time. We know, we know in this day and age where guys are like, I ain't playing hard, I ain't getting hurt. You know, like, hey, Cincinnati is riding on this, this, mm. this wave because they played Georgia tough in the bowl game last year, right? They, did. they played did very that? well. Okay, the bowl game last year. Okay. You get my point? So why does that even matter? That's my first point. It doesn't it, matter. It's okay. And, like, and maybe Georgia didn't care about the game as much as Cincinnati did. We know that's a very real possibility. It is. It is. Let me, so ask you this question. Let, me, let me ask you both. This I just question. don't think there's a conspiracy theory. So there are three that. undefeated teams on this list, right? Cincinnati. One, five, and eight. O- Oklahoma. Well, okay. Not even counting, not, a, not including Georgia, because Georgia is what it is, right? Okay. So let's so take Georgia out, right? Five. Cincinnati's eight. five. It's just five Oklahoma's and eight. Oklahoma's eight. Oh, no. Oh, let's not forget UTSA is 23. Oh, my bad. Right? My bad. Yeah. Right? They're all undefeated. If all three of those teams run the table, right? If they all finish undefeated in the final poll before we before we go into the into the championship, where are those three teams? Outside of the P five, outside of the four. Where, where if 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 you got three teams that have no losses, where, where do those where are those three teams in your rankings? If, if Sir Lucius, if you're if you're in the room, okay. Is this if Cincinnati runs the table? And the things that happen above them and even below them happen, they belong in the playoff. I'm not debating that. Okay. If Oklahoma State runs the table, I have to, I haven't looked into that enough, but don't talk to me about UTSA. Just stop. Uh, not Oklahoma. No, not I, I'm just asking where because, the, I, because, I, look, because I know that I'm belong in the playoffs. We had this discussion point. last week. If you're not in the top 11, and in this case right now, probably, what, what is Oklahoma State? Seven, eight? Oklahoma is Wake eight. Is 12. Okay, you're not matters, top 12. we talked about this last week. You're not a top 12. It's, who cares? Like you asked last week, oh, is Purdue going to be ranked? I just, I just, I wanted to bring this 23rd. back. To, I wanted to bring this back to Lucius because you said something in your original rant that I'm not sure if you meant, but you damn sure said it. And Chu can run, we can run the tape back. <laughs> so every you, time we run the tape back, you're wrong, but go ahead. Okay, but you said, you, you straight up said that Cincinnati, like a, you said that a two-loss team won't get in over Cincinnati, and that's fine. Honest people can debate that reality. But what you're saying there is Cincinnati has to be 
two wins better than everybody else. That's not what I see. No, that's not what I, I, I see. That's what I'm asking you. I'm asking you for a point of clarity because a no, one no, no, loss. So you said we wanted to tape, and I clearly no, said to no, I'm, so. No, I'm what asking did, you. So what did I clearly say? Let's I'm, I'm asking you for clarity. Are you saying? Are you saying that a one loss team from a P5 automatically should be ahead of Cincinnati? No, I'm not saying that. Okay, that's what it sounded like you said earlier. What I'm saying right now as we sit here today is that the two one-loss teams that are ahead of them are – there's three of them, right? Two. Three. No, there's three. There's three. Alabama, Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State. And I'll see the opinion of the committee are better than Cincinnati today. And that's cool. And I'm saying since we're having this conversation, based on what? What has Ohio State done? Who have they beat? Okay, okay. Ohio State's strength of schedule is much tougher than Cincinnati's. Ohio State's strength of schedule is ahead of them, sir. They haven't played the three best teams. Okay, but, but the people the people they've played so far are better than the people Cincinnati's played so far. Well, that's a hell of a subjective art based on what? Look, just look at just look, okay. Just look at the schedule. Just look at it. Alabama's beat nobody. Oregon ain't beat nobody. Okay. We'll see. Then because so so if these teams aren't any good and they haven't beat anybody and their strength of schedules is ahead of them, then they'll lose, and then Cincinnati will be fine. But if they continue to beat people and they Cincinnati doesn't start playing better, see, Cincinnati committed the cardinal sin last week. They all stood up on their soapboxes. We got screwed. They got all these really cute signs and memes and all that stuff going around, right? Their head coach gets on national television and talks about how tough they are and this and that and the other, and they go out and they play. they played a crappy game. Okay, that was their chance to show the world we are this good, and they laid a turd. Right. They, it's just like, hey, just like you said, you can't call for attention and to hang up the phone, and that's what they did. I just, I just know this: what you said is correct. The three one-loss teams ahead of Ohio State, the committee firmly believes are better than Cincinnati. And you know what? I'm not even going to debate that, right? But this is my issue. Cincinnati is five. And six, seven, eight, nine, and ten all can for sure pass them Will. without them losing. Okay, right. they okay. sit in five and get like, jumped and jumped I'm not and jumped going, and jumped. I, I'm not going to tell you that's not a, that couldn't happen because again, it's the committee. It's an opinion-based deal. It could happen, right? What's happening? Okay, we'll see. Because I, I happen happened. to disagree. See, I happen to think Cincinnati's going to be in the playoffs. I don't. Okay, I, mean, so look, look, all, all I, I got my fingers crossed. Okay, all I know is this: is I think I'm the uh, I'm I'm the hot guy this year, right? As far as predictions goes, I think so. You you are on that. We'll give you that. Yeah. So so when I win this one, well as well, my little solution, you were correct. You know, I'll give you. You know, give me one of these or whatever it is. You know, and we're good because yeah. I I see. I think the chaos that is the Big Ten is about to unravel crazy. If okay. the Big Ten, if the Big Ten eats itself and everybody has and it's two going losses, to. It's going and to. everybody has two losses, then maybe, maybe no, it's, going, it's going to happen. Because see, the, the problem you have with the Big them. Ten is okay. Like the problem you have with the Big Ten is okay. Purdue is a problem, so anybody's still got to play them. That's an issue. Okay, Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State all still have to play each other, right? At some somewhere, because Michigan State already beat Michigan. Well, Ohio State's got to play Michigan State, and they still got to play Michigan. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then they got to go to the Big Ten championship game and win. 
and they have a, they have a rookie quarterback that's very spot. So I'm not riding with that situation. I'm never betting a penny on Jim Harbaugh. Forget it. Right? <laughs> right? And then with the Michigan State guy, see, Michigan State community partner said as well. They won the big game, and they went back, and they celebrated too long, and then they came in, they got slapped across the face. That's a horrible loss for them. And that, if they, even if they run the table now, that loss is going to be a bad for them in the end of it. Well, what's funny is it's not a horrible loss because Purdue is 19th now. Yeah. Right. When they weren't ranked before. But, but, but so, so my, so my thing is this, is that while again, I'm not going to buy the, the guy behind the curtain. Dude. I'm just, I just can't, I'm sorry. And, and, and again, because I've had conversations with people in the room, I know that's not true. And because I firmly believe that by the end of the year, Cincinnati will run. If Cincinnati loses a game, then shame on them. Okay. Sure. Cincinnati is exactly. shut their mouth. They, they, they should not lose back to play. Look, look, all jokes aside, okay, because you know somebody has to be contrary in a situation. I can't just everybody can't be on the same boat here. But all jokes aside, all arguments aside, Cincinnati looked very good against Notre Dame. Okay, but they haven't looked good since, and that's the problem. If Cincinnati goes back to playing that kind of football and beating their opponents the way they're capable of beating them, they will be hard-pressed no matter what happens not to be in the playoff because there's going to be chaos all around them. It's going to be. Okay. So, okay. so remember, let, me, let me give you some background. Cincinnati makes the Final Four. Baby. So if Cincinnati runs the table as referred to, they will have beaten USF, SMU, and East Carolina in their final three games. Say that again, um, it's USF, SMU, and then East, uh, East, East Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. See, and, and, see, and there's the problem, right? So they have to go into those games. They can't have any more of these nail biters. They need so, to go in and handle their business. Because I'm telling you, Ohio State's going to find a way to lose another game. And just and because we definitely need to move off topic, but those three teams, they're so much better than, you know, Vanderbilt and – Arizona and you know, Missouri. Who, but, Missouri. But who are who are not on anybody's schedule? They're on somebody's schedule. Alabama don't have to play Vanderbilt anymore right, this year. Alabama still got to play Auburn. Sure. So I have that one. That was the next one I was going to go over. They are. I don't know how they lofted this one out there. They're playing New Mexico State next. Then they have Arkansas. I know, right? I was literally that's why my face changed when I first pulled it up. Money game. And, and then they do yeah. it four times a year. <laughs> New Mexico State, Arkansas, and they close out with Auburn on Thanksgiving so weekend. Their last three games. Sounds like Cincinnati got a harder final three than Alabama. They does. do. I'm just Stop. saying. Yeah. yeah because, because, because that fits your chaos mode. There's no way you can say Cincinnati's final three games are tougher than Alabama. Alabama. I mean, Auburn's good, but the mother two, no. Yeah. All right. Arkansas's, well, Arkansas's playing better. They are. Yeah. <laughs> two. You, you just said she has a nice mute personality. Mute his, his button or something. Hold on a second. If she has a nice personality, what 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 do the three Cincinnati people have? Nothing. They got nothing more. <laughs> what's next? Yeah, so, what's yeah. next? Because y'all keep getting yourselves in trouble. This man just rode for Arkansas football. So to close like, this Arkansas out, will be the, the, the people that Cincinnati has to play for sure. <laughs> um, to close out Ohio State's schedule, they've got Purdue this weekend. Michigan State and then Michigan. That's so, the hardest. That's the hardest three. Left. That's it, the it hardest the last hardest. three by, by a long way. Way harder than Cincinnati. What does Georgia yeah. have left? 
Georgia. Let me pull that one up. Look, I'm not necessarily rooting for this, but I just want to just imagine this, right? Strength of schedule and all those things matter. If Purdue wins this game this weekend, I just want to say for the record, that would be three top six wins in the same season. Yeah. Yeah. It's very nice. I like it. Right? Like, how weird is it? So then where do you rank them? They're seven and three. If they win this weekend, they're seven and three, but they're clearly probably one of the best 10 teams in the country playing right now. Man, if they were to listen, beat Michigan. If they if they won if they won their next game and were seven and three and were in the SEC, they'd be number five. So see, see, this, see nobody, okay, let's move on because wait, see, wait, shoot, what's next? Let so I'm gonna I'm gonna not let you comment, only let you scoff and giggle at this. Georgia's remaining schedule is Tennessee, Charleston Southern, and then Georgia Tech. Okay. What's next, too? Okay. So moving on, uh, the next thing we will <laughs> be arguing about is, uh, and actually it, it will be, <laughs> the World Athletics Men's Finalist, uh, what did I call them? Uh, athlete of the Year. Athlete of the Year, yes. So I won't so eloquently pronounce the names as our um, lovely guest hosted last week. Could he so I apologize. <laughs> I know, right? What'd you say? He's worthy enough. I know you got it. Um, so the nom- uh, nominees in alphabetical order are Joshua Chipegi. Ch- I know, I'm sorry. Um, Olympic 5K champion, Olympic 10K silver medalist, world leading eight minutes, 9.55 seconds for two miles. With Ryan all due Cro- respect, you can skip right past him. He's not winning. <laughs> Ryan Krauser, Olympic and Diamond League shot put champ, undefeated all year, world shot put records indoors and outdoors. Under, amazing that they noted the undefeated all year because they didn't do that for the females. Um, <clears throat> Mondo Duplantis, Olympic pole vault champion, Diamond League pole vault champion, European indoor. <laughs> uh, Jacob, Inks, I can't ever say that. Ingerson, he ain't I have to be fair. Olympic 1500 meter champion, European indoor 15 champion, European 15 and 5K records. Uh, Kipoje, Olympic marathon champion, largest winning margin in Olympic marathon since 1972, and winner of Enchied Marathon. Sorry if that's wrong. Um, Pichardo, Olympic triple jump champion, Diamond League triple jump champion, European indoor triple jump champion. Uh, Daniel Stahl, Olympic discus champ. Diamond League discus champ through world leading 7140. Um, Tentaglu, Olympic long jump champion, uh, European indoor LJ champion, jumped world leading 860. Damian Warner, deck champion, uh, I'm sorry, Olympic deck champion, winner at Gottes and national and Olympic record of 9018, moved to fourth all time, world all time. Um, Karsten Warholm, we won't go, we know who he is, to be fair. Olympic 400 meter hurdle champion, Diamond League 400 meter hurdle champion, world 400 meter hurdle record and 300 hurdle best. And that is who are our nominees. All right, so I want to be the first one to say that, first of all, this list is equally as bad as the women's list is good. Because there are people on the list Sure, we drew a straw. We'll stick this guy on there. 
but I'll say it because I know I don't want my man to ever have to say it at the end of the day there's at least five people on that list that don't have a, a superior season on paper to Grant Holloway so the fact that he's not on the list you can't convince me in any like no matter who is trying to convince me that Grant Holloway didn't have one of the top 10 seasons of any track and field athlete so at the end of the day Whatever we do today, it is for surely under protest. Like I'm, I, I would wear a free Grant Holloway T-shirt because that's oh ridiculous. Can, no, can I would we, for sure no, because can, it's ridiculous. Can we can we pause for the cosign? So <clears throat> I don't know how many names she just rattled off. It sounded ten, ten. like it sounded like ten. Yes, sir. It was. It's the athlete of the year. There are yeah. not ten athletes in this year more deserving than Grant Holloway. So the fact that he is not in the top 10 is a sham. Call it whatever you want. It's nonsense. And I'll take it a step further. And this is where it kind of really irks me just as a fan of the sport. If Grant had completed the mission and won the Olympics, he would be one of only three legitimate options to win the award. Exactly. So how the hell is he not in the top 10? Exactly. That doesn't make any sense to me, but he didn't. It, so it is what it is. But, but again, they through. make it seem like he didn't make the final. The man right. left the games with a medal. I mean, silver medal. One bad not a race record to win a silver medal in the Olympics. It's ridiculous. Number two time, all time in the event. Nonsense. World so, record indoors. World record indoors. So now that we're off that soapbox, um, yes, I'm I appreciate to- you guys taking care of that for me. I really did. <laughs> hey, look, look. We wanted to look at the end of the day. We don't want anybody to ever be able to say anything about you having any level of bias. Listen, I love Grant, but I'm gonna tell you this right now: if Grant was my was my actual flesh and blood, and he deserved to be 11th. I'd stand on the soapbox and say it. But at the end of the day, the man lost one time, set a world record indoors, had the fastest time in the world outdoors, and again lost. He won the silver damn medal. Yeah. Like, stop it. He, he, he not, not off the top 10. Like, that's nonsense. However, eliminate eight of those 10. This is a two-man race, in my opinion. I'll let y'all, you know, iron out the details. But it's between Krauser and Warholm and everybody else. They, they shouldn't have just – we waste the time reading their names. Okay, I, I'm going to say because of your lack of knowledge of the event, I'll, get, I'll give you a pass. It's a three-man race. Because Warner's Damian Warner, it, all, it doesn't matter. You, like you can't, you can't pick from this group and not say Damian Warner's name is not worthy of conversation. Do I? Y'all know who I think should win. I've been saying that since halfway through the season, right? Like Ryan Krauser's season is unapproachable in the throws world. Like go back and look. It's unapproachable. He broke the world record in the shot put from indoors and out. Never lost. Stop it. Like this is a done deal. But in the decathlon, to have a season like Damian Warner did, to be undefeated, to win God, to win all the major championships that are available in the, in the combined events, and score over nine thousand at the at the games, like I, say his name, you know what I'm saying? I, like, but I agree with you. Like this is this is a three man race. That's it. Well, I'm, actually, I don't think it's a three man race. I think it's a three man competition uh, conversation, right? Sure. Conversation. Because conversation. in my opinion, anyway, Krauser's the guy. I mean, total dominance, indoor, outdoor. Um, Warholm, it's hard to ever discount what he did because he took the record and he broke it by almost a second, right? But 
it just it just wasn't Krauser-esque in this, in my opinion. You know, like he did a phenomenal job. He has phenomenal races, but in my opinion, based on what he did indoors and outdoors in every competition he stepped on the track, uh, it like no, I don't think anybody ever went to the the meet going, oh, "Wow, Ryan could lose today." Yeah, never, not one time. <laughs> right. So yeah. okay, I agree that it should be Ryan Krause. Full stop. Ryan Krauser should win the award. I'm going to make the case for why Karsten, if he won it, it, I would be totally fine with that. The indoor issue doesn't exist for Warhol. His event doesn't exist indoors. True. So he's naturally at a disadvantage there. Krauser's ultimate performance, the world record in the shot put, Warholms is better. It just is. It's better. They both utterly dominated their fields at a level never seen before. And I'm sorry, Ryan Krauser doesn't have a world record holder to beat in order to win his events. Carson's level of competition is higher, meaning Rye Benjamin and Santos and the crew is better than Krauser's competition was. So to take nothing away from Krauser, because that's the greatest season I've ever seen in throws, right? Warholm season is also the greatest I've ever seen in that event. And his competition was better, tougher, and his world record performance was higher than Krauser's. Okay, so I'm going to close on the, the performance itself was better, which therefore means that Warholm should be the performance of the year. Yep. Okay. But the more, but see, you just led to my argument the fact that Ryan did this and he didn't have to. Warholm was forced to, right? He had to go there. But Ryan showed up and did this when he was there was no fear of him losing. He did this because he could. It's fair. Right. It's fair. So that's my thing. And I'm not trying to discount anything that Warholm did because you know I'm a Warholm fan, right? So unless he's racing Ryan, I'm a big fan. But at the end of the day, what Ryan Krauser did would go out, he was a machine every single weekend. And the other thing that Ryan did was he was still on fire after the Olympic Games, where Warhol was not. Well, so two things. One that I think is actually hilarious, because Clyde wasn't on the show last week, he literally made the identical argument that I made for Sid last week. Like he made the same argument. Like almost word for word. So like sit, sit over like who? Elaine? Over everybody. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm the only one that picks it and I get it. But I made we made the same argument for the same reasons. Gotcha. Um, but I what I want to talk about the Krauser the Krauser season is this, right? Nobody ever wants to talk about this, but I think it's relevant. Most people are under the belief at this point that Ryan Krauser is clean. All people know that the world records he broke indoors and outdoors were done by dirty athletes. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, Ryan Krauser was chasing an imaginary record with no competition and only intrinsic motivation. Like he could have thrown 72 feet this year and probably still won almost every competition he was in. 
right? So like at the end of the day, I, I don't think anybody would ever doubt that Warholm's performance. Dude, that might be the greatest performance in the history of Dragon Field. It is. <laughs> right? So, you know, like, that's a whole other show, and that will be a fun What's thing. What's the world record in the 800, you? In the 800, you think? 140. 141. 11, yeah. is that right? That was 140. 140, 11? 140 point something. It's fast as hell. Yeah, which I, which I think happened. I just think that that's better than the 400 hurdle record. That's it. That's the only one I think. Ooh, it's close. So, so like I said, that, that will yeah. be a great show debate. One day yeah. we'll have to debate yeah. that, like, because I, okay. I think that will be that will be great. Because I don't think any of us will, will will agree on one mark or the other. But but I think if you if you empirically compare the quality of the two seasons, I think that that Sir Lucius said it best. Like, at no point in time did any of us ever think that Ryan Krauser was going to lose. No. No. Like he was that dominant. I think we would all, we would have been more shocked that he lost than all the good things we did see this year. Yeah. If somebody beat Ryan Krauser, like if Ryan Krauser threw well, and somebody beat him, not like he was sick and had the flu, not as like he, he had two fouls and, and had a stand, like nothing, like if he like competed and somebody beat him, I think we all would have fell off our chairs. And so at the end of the day, look, mm. I, I know there's a European bias. I know that there's a track bias over field. And if you go back and look at all the way back to all the track and field news athletes of the years, in the last 50 years, what I just said is true. There has always been, I mean, the year that Jackie broke the world record in heptathlon, she didn't win after the year. So let's just stop right there, right? So like, there's always been a field event, a field event an anti-field event bias, and there's always been a European bias. So who I think is going to win, I think Warholm's going to win. But I think if I was going, like, if, if I had a vote to give, you couldn't convince me even at gunpoint not to vote for Ryan Krauser. Oh, you actually think he might lose the award? Oh, I think Warhol's yeah, going to win. He's been saying that for the last month. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, we, we had listen. this discussion privately about a month ago, and he said, oh, Warhol's going to win. Listen, I, we all know there's a, there's a Euro bias in the in the game. We know that. Um, it is what it is. And it's a huge bias and it's a real thing. It, yeah, it, it absolutely exists. But look, hey, the committee, to take it back to our previous conversation, <laughs> the committee says Grant Holloway is not top 10. So, hey, maybe Warner's going to win it. Who the hell knows? I don't know. <laughs> um, just for reference, uh, Rudy Serena in 140.91. There it is. Yeah. So. Kind of bald right, but not right at the same time. Um, moving on. Something Wait, who did you say? Who did you say has the world record? She but she butchered the band's name. David, David Rudisha. David Rudisha. I just said Rudisha. Okay. I didn't say his first name. I said Rudisha. She so, said it in a in a very super fast two way. It didn't sound like Rudisha. Got right. it. I got. I understand now what she said. Rudisha ran. Right. I got yeah. it. I got oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she ran. Them oh. She ran them together. Sorry. Rudisha ran. Yeah, yeah. I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's the name? <laughs> you wretch around what? Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, coming off side, off of the oval for a moment. Um, maybe everyone knows, maybe not everyone knows that the NBA has made an equipment change, and the basketball of which said basketball players dribble, shoot, and pass is no longer made by Spalding. Is that what Spalding. you said? Spalding. They got rid of Spalding. Spalding. Um, so, you know, 
what is what are the effects that we're seeing? Um, is it being an affected or is it an effective change or not effective change? What are your thoughts to that? I guess. Look, I, I threw the topic in, so I'll 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 weigh in first. What I think is that hugely at issue, and I'm not going to go on the conspiracy theory, which there's an easy one to go on, but what I think is hugely at issue, and this happens all the time in professional sports, especially the ball sports, the players were not involved in the equipment change. And I think that that in and of itself is all of the problem. The money from the, the new Wilson deal goes into the league and the owner's pockets, not the players. And they're the ones whose livelihood is based on the use of this. I can't call it inferior. It's just holistically different equipment. I'm, I'm going to give a really, really short explanation because I can't do this. So I'm stealing it from, from, from Jay Will from this morning. The simplest way to put it is this, the, the tackiness of the Spalding ball is such that if you were to shoot a layup with right-handed English from the right-hand side of the hoop, the ball would hit the glass and immediately go left towards the basket. If you shoot the Wilson ball because it is so different and it is constructed differently, the same shot with the same English on the same spot on the glass goes less left towards the basket and it goes vertical off of the impact. Does that, does that make sense? Like the rebound effect of the materials is different than, than the softer rebound effect of the Spalding. So literally same shot, same skill. One is a make and the other is a bad miss. It looks like you can't shoot a layup. And that's literally what's happening in the NBA. I don't know the why behind the change. I imagine it was some kind of financial windfall for the people who decided to do it. You do know the why. <laughs> but, I, you know, like, I, I don't know, who, you know, who decided like, hey, this is a good idea outside of money. So if it's all about the money, that's cool and the the point is the point that you made the athletes are the ones that have to go out there and perform with this thing and their performances are being impacted dramatically and ultimately that means that they're going to be seen as less valuable in the short term until they catch up and adapt as any great athletes do i will from a from a fan of the nba perspective i am it has been interesting for me to to loosely pay attention to like Steph Curry is still an amazing shooter. Dame's numbers are all the way off the charts right now. Off the charts. It's not like Dame can't shoot all of a sudden, but changing the ball further highlights how much better Steph Curry is than everybody else because sure. their numbers might be worse, but they not off the charts bad like others are. So in those little examples, you know, I'm entertained by this. Ultimately, I think over time they'll adapt to the new reality. I think it's stupid. I think it's a bad look. I think it's selfish. But, you know, 
it makes for another little entertaining kink in the basketball season. And it, like I said, amplifies who is truly great and who is, uh, you know, maybe inflated a little bit. Same dress up. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, they're professionals. Um, the true professionals, the true masters of their craft will take the ball, get in the gym and they'll figure it out. Yep. Um, I, I'm not gonna, I don't, you know, we know it's money driven. Most decisions made by owners are money driven that they're in the business of making money. So no, I'm not surprised at all they made the decision, but um, Steph's figured it out. The rest of them will figure it out. They just get in the gym and figure it out. I mean, let's just be honest. Steph, Steph could make Cheerios from six miles away. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Like that. And, 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 see, and that's the thing. Like, if you look at history, you know, the true professional figures it out. You know, you know let's, I promise you, if they change the football, Brady will figure it out. But the weird thing is, the weird thing is this, right? Like, what you, they, even they, it even would be like changing the, the shape of the football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it would be I like making it. the football fatter. <laughs> well, uh, it, you know, to 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 spin it back around to to a, a track example, I, I I think we all agree here, but I've been clamoring forever that it makes no sense that the women run the same height and same race at hurdles from elementary school junior high all the way to the olympics if right. you take the current crew current crew of professional hurdling women and raise the hurdles three inches half of them can't do it no more if you raise it six inches oh everybody got problems right but the true greats will figure it out are women not allowed to be challenged past their their you know junior high development i think that's a welcome change that makes sense that would amplify a sport. I'm not sure this ball change makes the NBA better. It's just weird. Yeah, no chance. It doesn't make it, it, doesn't make it any you know better. I, mean? I don't think it makes it any better or any worse. Like I said, they're professionals. Trust me, a year from now, nobody be talking about it because they're all going to figure it out. They're going to be in the, in the gym all summer. They'll figure it out. But Which I talk, don't agree with you. I don't disagree with you. you know, like that's, that's something we need to dive into one of these days. I know we have done a little bit already, but you know whether it's the, the hurdle change whether it's the shot put or the discus you know yeah yeah like my whole thing is just like look if you're going to change the ball so a year ago or whenever they started having these conversations right they should have gave all the nba players a new ball oh now did they not do that no oh then it's conspiracy well they, they, they couldn't give <laughs> them a new all ball. that you can't see that's that's not good because you can't give them a new ball when they're still playing with the old ball. You can give it to them in practice. No, no because you not, no, because it's going to mess up. No, you it'll interrupt things. Inter inter interrupt the flow of what the ball they're playing. Well, okay, you wait. I, 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 I legit don't one know. Ball I, I legit don't know. How how long after the this decision was made at some point in between the end of the season and the start of this one? How long? Sure like they the, got the ball immediately. They got it immediately. He's just they, been. The ball was officially changed after the Olympics. Okay, and they got it right at the Olympics. According to Paul, according to Paul George, basically, they got access to the balls basically at it's not <laughs> spring training. What's it? Whatever. What's it called? Like the NBA summer league. Summer league. So, okay. so, so summer league and training camp. <clears throat> so they got okay. the new ball. Right. They've had plenty of time. Stop. That's fine. Steph, I don't know if it's plenty of time. It was enough time for Steph to figure it out. Dame yeah. need to go in the gym. Exactly. Really? That's what we're doing. Oh, that's what we're doing. Yeah, exactly.
That, that's the league-wide three-point shooting is down 18%, y'all. It's not just Dame. Dame's just the worst one. 3%. Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. I, he said, yeah, like he did say that. <laughs> no, you know what I meant to say. Jesus. <laughs> so there is a league-wide. Dame's is down 18%. That, that's exactly. that's so the numbers. So the league-wide percentage is your fantasy team or something? Is that what this is? This is about? No, I don't play fantasy <laughs> basketball. That's too much work. Um, right now, field goal percentage is at 446, which is its lowest since 2004. The three-point percentage is at 342, which is its lowest since 1999. Yikes. So, pretty bad. Just pretty, pretty bad. bad. <laughs> well, and the game has changed so much by then. Like, well, look, I, look the games are still entertaining. And, and I say entertaining, I mean, I watch like one a month until the playoffs. I was getting ready to say, like, you oh, watch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, regular so, season basketball is unwatched. We know you're not watching. Just, just holla, holla at me in April or whatever it is. You right. always do that. Call to me in April or May when it, when it counts, right? Yeah. Basketball season does not start till after the Christmas games. That's for sure. Yes. Absolutely. What's, what's next, Chu? <laughs> so, uh, Kevin Durant was uh, – Quote is a saying, oh, hell no, about the ball. <laughs> we, well, listen, stop it. We all know Kevin Durant going to complain about everything. It's the, he's the softest professional athlete in the history of the world. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so next, let's address some of the coach's carousel. Uh, we had some questions in regards to who was filling these throws, coaching jobs, and um, some other things were named and whatnot. But um, the one that we neglected to mention on air last week was the, not Maryland, the Ohio State hire, sorry. Um, and that is, oh, his name just went out my head. You got it too, clickety clack, clack, clack. I know. Oh, we don't play Jeopardy music. I know. Because you had I'm a whole wind-up. I know, and I had it, and I closed and, it wrong. What's it called? And I, I can tell you that Tyler Bodroff from Townsend is now at Maryland as the Maryland sports coach. Got it, because that one I could not find, so thank yeah. you. Um, and it just went away. And I'm sure I butchered his name, too. <laughs> we love you, though, Tyler. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah Tyler. Big Ten. Rose coach at Maryland. Welcome to the Big Ten, Tyler. Go get them. Um, I apologize. My laptop is struggling right now. Okay. And we are looking at Mr. Travis Coleman. I knew it was a team scene. I couldn't remember it. Travis Coleman. Who was formerly at Maryland. Correct. Right. Congratulations, Travis. Welcome back to the Big Ten. <laughs> um, Mr. Huffins, you had one that you needed to. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Oklahoma to Michigan. I know. I was like, I don't remember. I didn't look it up. You know. The the Oklahoma throws coach, who I never say his name, is now the throws coach at Michigan. So I need you to get my back and say the man's name, so oh. that so that one of our one of our very consistent listeners and watchers, oh, oh she's going to jump, does not jump all over oh, me for not mentioning going. this man's name. Yeah, almost there. Because I always know his name until we do the show. 
and then my mind just dumps. Oh, I don't know about y'all, but I'm hot. Oh, I don't. Uh, it is not blatantly apparent. Y'all better move on and get out of this. Why? Yeah. Got faces to say. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. You don't know the name. You blew the name. It is what it is, sir. Yeah. We we will get this right. Continue. Got it. I mean, that's it. <laughs> so the carousel is finally slowing down, even though we have open positions. Seems as if the open positions are stalling out. A little scary. A little scary that there are. Um, that would be Mr. Colin Bovers, is that his name? Thank you. I could not remember the man's name. Lucius to the rescue. Sir Lucius, you you are a lifesaver. Hey, I'm just I'm just impressed that I can find him before you did. Yeah. Well, I found it. I didn't think that was him. So that was my fault. That'll be off top. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'll <laughs> be all fine. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, wrap that up, put a bow on it. Let's move on to the rapid fire. And the funnier part is, I'm sure he doesn't remember, but Mr. Huffins. <laughs> Huffington, I am. I'm sorry. You are on the seat. You are in line. Earlier today, I thought to myself, I'm on hot seat tonight. No, I actually did remember. That's funny. I, yeah. So, um, see, yeah, I'm ready to throw up my W. Short and sweet because, uh, we need to, ooh, can't say that, but I'm going to say it. We're going to trim the fat for this one. We're going to hit, get right into it. So, <laughs> Lord um, help her. Per, per, per your article of clothing that you just removed, hoodies, zip up or pull over? Uh, pullover. Chick-fil-A. Polynesian sauce or Chick-fil-A sauce? Chick-fil-A sauce. Do you remember your first NLI that was accepted? So it offered and accepted, not just offered. I do. Um, and, and I'm actually really, really fortunate because my first NLI was kind of famous. Uh, he's the throws coach of Texas. Uh, Zeb Sion, uh, who was from Pocatello, Idaho, was the first person that I offered an NLI that, that accepted it. Wow. I think you found a good on that one. Uh, <laughs> you know, go Zeb. Um, who is your Sesame Street character? My favorite or the one that's most like me? Like your go-to. So sure, your favorite. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's uh, it's probably the count because he's so cheesy, and I laugh every time. All three, <laughs> two, one, da da ah ah ah. Wow. <laughs> um, ending on sour gra sour lemons on purpose, but I want to see how human you are and, and demonstrate it to the rest of the audience. Oh, well, thank um, you. This is awesome. Have you ever double false started since you're as old as the dirt that you run on? Um, you had two at that time, not just one. <laughs> um, no. I cannot, okay. for the life of me, understand how you false start twice in a meet. 
Got it. <laughs> and then have you ever no marked? Ouch, too. I told you I was going for the gusto. I know marked in the long jump in my third collegiate meet ever. And it's the only time I've ever done that. And um, as Dwight Stones wanted to tell the entire world, I know marked in the javelin at world championships in uh, 2000, excuse me, 2097. Got it. I was trying to throw the javelin out of the stadium so that I had a chance with my slow 1500 to get to win a medal. Because you don't know how to run the 15 and you never trained for it. If you let people <laughs> tell it, sure. Anyhow, gentlemen, please follow up with your rapid fire questions. Okay, so she asked you who was uh, the first athlete you got an NLI from. So who was your first national championship champion you ever coached? Uh, uh, really close. Um, my first collegiate national champion was Elena Kafuru in the uh, indoor long jump at, from Boise State. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I asked him that because when he got the job, he called me the first week and goes, this girl's going to win indoors. I'm like, I don't even know who she is. <laughs> and, and then I'm at the meet and I watched her win. I was like, he told me that back in August she was going to win. I mean, look, there's a true story to this. And, and you know, one of these days we could have her on the show and she'll tell the story the same way. The very first day that we actually met, she came into my office. I had been there for a day and a half. And she wanted to introduce herself. And I was like, I know exactly who you are. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, but I can I tell you this. I said, if you listen to me this year, I said, I promise you, you, you will win a national championship. She laughed so hard. She left my office. She came back like 15 minutes later. She's like, coach, have you ever seen me compete? She's like, how are you going to say I'm going to win a national championship? I've never been to the national meet. What you got, Clyde? Uh... What since, since since it's industry Christmas, what what are your what are your wishes for the three panelists in this for this holiday season and the season moving forward? Uh okay, that's easy. Um we'll start with with the low-hanging fruit. Um I wish for I know what the hell. Because <laughs> no, I'm the closest to, to yours. I see yours every day. Jeez. Look, we already know who you were going to talk about. You had to call me low hanging fruit. <laughs> but I didn't say it in a bad way. I just meant like it was the easiest for me. That's what low hanging fruit means. Anyway, okay. uh, I worked so well. I, I wish for, for Coach Chu to sign not one, but several combined eventers and show the world what she's really made of. She got one, and I think there's more on the way. Uh, for Sir Lucius, uh, you know, the question is always, like, what do you get the man who has everything? And I always say more, more of things he likes. So uh, if I, listen, to, to unpack my petty card, I'll say this. If I could wish for anything, I would wish that Sir Lucius would get, like, two half-milers that were, like, top five in the country 
And then he would actually like go coach him and have him go one, two in the national, go one, two in season eight, just, just to prove that he could. Uh, and then for you, my friend, for, for big Clyde out West, uh, I just hope that you sign half the kids you bring on campus. Cause I know you're going to hustle and bring lots and lots and lots of kids on campus. So if you sign half of them, y'all are going to be better than y'all have been in, in decades. I can rock with that. Well, you may uh, step out of line and get, a, get out of the heat. So Appreciate thank you very it. much, Mr. Hood Celebrity. Oh my goodness. Um, heartbeat props. Let's lift somebody up and just glorify them while we can. Um, Clyde, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, my heartbeat props are not uh, to anybody specific this week. They're more to a, a conglomerate. Um, and my heartbeat props this week are to women. Um, women are inherently more advanced creatures than we could ever be. And I am constantly in awe of them and no more than I have been uh, the past couple of days uh, of my life. So uh, fellas, just accept it. They're inherently better creatures. They are, they have passed us on the evolutionary chain in for a really long time. And we should do a better job paying homage and respect to it. So ladies, I'm in awe of you. Um, I, I will go next and I will ride that that kind of that same train. Um, I'm going to give my heartbeat props to my big sister. Um, she's a year older than I am. Today is actually her birthday um, to my sister, Donette. And um, she, being the fellow scorpion, um, quiet, but very feisty if you poke, poke, uh, push the wrong button. And so I just want to wish her a happy 63rd birthday. Love you, girl. I'm sure you will not see this unless I record to send it to you. So but, um, <laughs> anyway, I love you and I, I'll talk to you soon. Uh, I'm going to embarrass my heartbeat props. My, my heartbeat props go actually out to uh, Clyde's assistant coach, TJ Harris. He is a uh, he's a mentee of of mine. And I'm I'm very honored that that's true. And very often as a mentor, you, you ask yourself, will this person do everything necessary to be successful? And I'm not going to out all his business. I'll just say this, the sacrifices that he and his family are making this year to be a coach out West are above and beyond what 99% of y'all who watch this show would ever consider doing. And the man deserves props and his family deserves props because they are in it together. So Amen. props my, my heartbeat props go to one Mr. TJ Harris, who does watch the show, and I hope he tears up when he hears it. Love you, man. <laughs> Love I, it. Sent, I, sent T, I sent TJ on a very tedious mission today, which I will tell y'all about off camera. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, Lord. Um, I'll wrap up heartbeat props. Similar notion as to, um, Mr. Huffington just said. Uh, the mentees or if you don't want to be labeled that, the people who ask for my help or ask for my guidance or ask for my two cents, um, they've been in abundance in, in recently for me. 
And one, thank you for trusting me and my thoughts and my experiences to guide you or to lead you away. Um, but above and beyond all else, thank you for being wanting to be better, all in all, whatever that means. Sacrifices, uh, being vulnerable, uh, taking risks, all those things. So um, kudos to you all. Um, just whatever it's been the last three weeks, it's, my phone's been very busy. And one, I appreciate your patience with me returning your calls, texts, and emails. But two, I appreciate you just trusting me. So um, word up on that. But other than that, word up, I know I'm bringing back all the old ones. I said today, um, heck to the gnaw. And my the student <laughs> athletes were like, what the? So with that being said, we'll wrap this bad boy up. We will uh, wrap up season two, episode 30, like it was just day one. And we'll see you in a few days. I know, right? So crazy. We'll see you in a few days. Enjoy yourselves. Um, Cross-country regionals. Have fun. See you next week at nationals. Have a great night, y'all. See you soon. <laughs>